This is exactly right. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Welcome to My Favorite Murder, the celebrity hometown edition. Ooh, it's sparkly. It's twinkly. <laughs> Look at the lights. We made it just for you. We know how much you love celebrities yeah. and we want you to have them in your ears. <laughs> That's our promise to you. That's right. And we're in for a real ear treat this episode because we have the fabulous, wonderful, Emmy-nominated Nicole Byer. Hello. Hello. Boy, oh boy, it never gets old when people say I'm Emmy nominated. Sometimes I forget. And then I'm like, oh yeah. (laughs) It's the best. Also, you on the red carpet is one of my favorite things lately. Every outfit you wear, (sighs) it's just like you're really bringing it in every way possible. I feel very excited with you and for you. Yes. Thank you. I appreciate that. My stylist, his name is Marco Monroe. He works with Simone, if you're familiar with the latest season of RuPaul's Drag Race. And Mm -hmm. he's so... Smart. And like, I just sent him a bunch of pictures that I liked. And he was like, oh, great. I know exactly what your style is. Here's here's what you like. And I was like, that is what I like. He's, oh, I love him so much. So great. Do you love the red carpet? Because that's my fucking, like, that seems so fun to me. It is so fun. It feels dumb to be like, okay, I spent two and a half hours getting ready to literally just have my picture taken. Yeah. And to then post said pictures to be like, look at it. Yeah. It's good, right? <laughs> That's my dream. I mean, honestly, between that and going to galas, that's like, that seems like such a cool, fun life. Like your oh. Instagram is just like fun life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Because that's how you do social media. You curate <laughs> right. it to make yeah. it seem like you're so happy at all times and everything's perfect and you're beautiful. No, I'm kidding. I'm happy most of the time. <laughs> you don't have to be. You're not, this is a safe space. <laughs> okay. Some days are hard. Yeah. <laughs> Highs are high, lows are low. <laughs> That's the kind of life we all want to be living. Mm-hmm. Just face fucking first, mm-hmm. living out loud. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Right? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. And you're very busy. You've been hosting Nailed It. Is it right for six seasons? I believe so. It's hard to say because <laughs> we should. We shoot two seasons at a time because each season's six episodes. Mm. So we shoot all 12 together. I think I'm allowed to say that. Um, and <laughs> so it's just like, my brain is like, ah, I don't know. We've done it a hundred, a hundred million times. It's like Groundhog Day. Because yeah. people are like, what's the best? Or like, what, what's the most memorable thing? I'm like, it's the same thing every day with just different people's names. <laughs> and it just is like Tetris is in my mind where I'm like, I don't know. I don't yeah. know anymore. But it's fun. I do love my job. It sounds like I'm like, but I do love it. Oh, of no, course. you clearly love yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> you do. And it's amazing. Those, I mean, desserts, what would you call them? Sculptures. It's like the shit that people end up making and yes. how they did it. I want to judge, but then I also go, there's no way I could have done any better. They nailed it, actually. <laughs> but they the did. thing is, maybe, okay, so in my brain, I'm like, I'm in front of a camera a lot. So that doesn't phase me. I think people don't realize when you're baking, you're maybe not good at it. 
There's six cameras in one location. <laughs> a big black lady being like, do it faster! A nice Frenchman being like, I believe in you. You're like, that's a lot of pressure. <laughs> like, I don't even know these people. They believe in me? One screaming at me? There's maybe a very famous person next to them? Yeah, I would, uh, I, I think under those circumstances, I'd be like, I don't know how. For real. Yeah, even if you're great at it, it's like, yeah. well, these lights are melting. My mm-hmm. fondant or whatever you're using. <laughs> yeah. You see that? I know what a fucking you fondant do. is. Wow, Georgia, Thank are you, you a cake expert, man? I'm not. She's eating a cake or two on Food Network. That's time right. Oh, God. So I was on Unique Sweets for many seasons. Everyone's like, do you really eat the food? You actually have to eat it. Yeah. It's a lot. We do eat it. It is a lot. Uh, Jacques is very smart. He cuts like very tiny pieces. In the first season, I was like, I'm all in. And then I have a slight tummy ache by the end of the day. Yes. Uh, so now I, I do the tiny piece too. And sometimes... I do spit it out sometimes, yes. and it's not because it's always bad. And I'll just tell the contestants, I was like, sometimes it gives me a tummy ache eating all this sugar. It's not you, and I'm very sorry <laughs> about it. Because I could imagine serving something to someone, and they're like, mmm. And then they spit it out, and then they're like, I have thoughts. And you're like, oh, my God. So I just, I try to tell them, keep them informed. I could never do that. That's brilliant. Because it would be like this person (laughs) watching you and it's their fucking livelihood. And Uh then I also wanted to like show on camera how a girl eats. I didn't want to like take Mm -hmm. little bites. So I'd be like, you know. (laughs) I am grateful that Netflix was like, oh yeah, let's have a fat lady eat cakes on camera and then we'll air it. Because I feel like that doesn't happen often. No, not at all. Or it happens to the degree where it actually is an unrealistic in real life. Like, mm-hmm. that, that was the thing that made me the angriest in Shallow How mm. was watching that. And she, you know, Gwyneth Paltrow is supposed to be fat and they go out to dinner on a date and she's just housing a huge plate of spaghetti. And I was just mm-hmm. like, yeah, sorry. If a fat girl's on a date, she's not eating pasta she's in front of anyone. a salad. <laughs> and she's like, Oh my goodness, I've never eaten before. And it's like, well, you might be a lie, but uh, you know, we're here for you. We support you. Hard to chew. <laughs> but also, you're just so good as a host. Just what a wonderful voice to have on Netflix. Like, I just love that so much. Because the first time I ever watched you perform is when we were in uh, South by Southwest, mm-hmm. I mean, 10 years ago, maybe. And you were a guest on You Made It Weird, Pete Holmes podcast. Yes, yes, yes. And you fucking, it was in a theater. And so there was probably like 250 people there or something. And there was lots of comics on this show and lots of really, really funny people. And then Nicole came out and just fucking decimated the room. I was just sitting in the back being like, that's right. That's how you do it. It was just, it was a star turn. And I was just like, "Mm mm-hmm, yes. Karen, thank you. Earmark that lady. Yeah, I mean, clearly you just know what you're doing. I just like to have fun and I hope other people are along for the ride. Yeah. <laughs> so that's it. It's clear you're having fun. And that's such an important part of it when you watch someone perform. Yes. And everyone gets to watch you perform on December 7th when your Netflix special comes out. Big yes. Beautiful Weirdo. Yes, yes, yes. yes. BBW. Yeah. Big Beautiful Weirdo. <laughs> uh, Sashir Zameda, who's one of my... Man, she's my best friend. I don't know why I said one of them. She's it. <laughs> she's the only person. She's number one. I love. No, I'm kidding. But uh, she's my best friend. She was like, why don't you do a play on on BBW, like, you know, in porn, you know, Big Beautiful Woman. Yeah. And I said, ooh, what about Big Beautiful Waffle? And she was like, very funny, but honestly, <laughs> nothing to do with anything you've talked about. <laughs> 
<laughs> kind of confusing. <laughs> yeah, very confusing. I was like, well, you don't talk about baking at all, and there's no waffles. But I, <laughs> but I settled want a on weirdo. <laughs> yeah, so good. And the hair, I was just looking at that picture because I'm sure I saw it on your Twitter or whatever. Your hair in that picture is really good. Thank you. My yeah. hair girl's name is Moriah, and she is incredible. I kind of just told her, I was like, I like having a soft honey highlight kind of deal. And she was like, got it. And then she brought yeah. that, and I was like, holy shit. <laughs> and she slapped it on my head and I said, oh, she's a different person. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like a Barbie where you just take off the head and put on a new one because I just yes. changed my hair so much. <sighs> Uh, but yeah, I... I might need her info, actually. Oh, yes. she can make you a wig. <laughs> she absolutely can. I love you can a wig. You an interchangeable Barbie, too. <laughs> love it. <laughs> it's just cool to watch that, like, that you get to play in that glamorous world. It's just so, it's so fun. And I'm, I don't know, I just love it. Thank you. Gotta say, it's pretty hard to shop <laughs> off the rack and shit to find Ugh. something that's like... Cute, glamorous, but also something that other, like a bunch of other people don't have. Because I feel like fat ladies, ooh, baby, we got six or seven stores that we all (laughs) go to. (laughs) So it's hard. So you got to get a lot of stuff made. About six floral patterns, all very big. Uh Uh-huh. Ooh, baby, ooh, you want a paisley tent? (laughs) Yes, please, sign me up. (laughs) It's so wild. Because there's a lot of fat ladies. And, like, they all, like, not all of them, but a lot of them work and stuff and have money. Yes. And it's like, so make the sizes so they could buy it, and then you make more money? And tailor some shit and make the patterns complimentary and the cut complimentary. And, like, just have a little thought in there instead of, like, well, then I guess it's going to be an ampere waist, (laughs) you know, fucking robe. Is it really called ampere? That's that one that's like from the uh, Georgian times where it's like you have your bustier and then it just kind of goes straight down. I thought it was empire. Empire. Ampere. That's how I've heard fancy people pronounce it. I am a nasty piece of trash. (laughs) I have just been (laughs) saying empire waist like a heathen. (laughs) Yeah, like it's the state building. It's like, I'm going to wear that empire state building. (laughs) Here's the thing though, George, you know this as well as anyone, but Nicole, I absolutely could be wrong about that. I absolutely, I really love saying things as if I know them for a fact. And then finding out later, people are like, I go to FIT. We don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) So anything's possible in this world, Mm. in this world of ours. I love it. This podcast, we've never claimed to be perfection and we never will. No, we simply cannot. Did you do stand up through quarantine? Like, did you do Zoom shows and stuff? I didn't do Zoom shows specifically because... I came from the world of like sketch and improv. So I had to learn how to do stand up mm-hmm. and I learned how to do it in front of an audience. And then I was like, I would have to learn how to then do it with no audience. And I'm old. And <laughs> you know that saying, it's like, can't teach dogs old, wait, you can't teach an old dog a new trick. That one. <laughs> yes. I, I, that's how I felt. I was like, I think maybe it's time to sit it out a little bit. <laughs> so from March to no or October, I didn't do any stand-up and it felt insane and I felt like I was going crazy. And then I started doing outside shows. And the first show I was like, what if I lost it? What if it's <laughs> gone? Yeah. But then the first like, 10 minutes of my 15-minute set went really well. And then I was like, ooh, what about this joke? And then I started and I was like, oh, I don't know it. I didn't, I didn't read it beforehand. And so Sheer was there and I was like, so Sheer, what's the end of this joke? She's like, what part are you at? And I read it to her and she was like, or I said it to her and she was like, no, I don't remember anymore. And I was like, oh, okay. And I was like, boy, I feel bad for this audience who's paying for me to really work through this. But I did figure it out. 
Don't you think, though, that is some kind of a weird... I'm definitely experiencing that. And I know people that get COVID call it like fog brain, but I'm getting it Mm -hmm. anyway, which is just, I don't have a lot of recall Mm -hmm. or it's almost like, you know, because all the days were the same Uh in a lot of ways now, the like new information, my brain just kind of blitzes out a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because it's weird. We went from doing the same thing every fucking day to like, oh, we're outside now. Isn't that fun? And I'm like, not quite. It's scary. It's weird. I don't like it. And I yeah. feel like everyone's talking about the time change so much because we were inside. <laughs> yes. we were. Who noticed? It got darker faster. We were like, oh, thank God the darkness is coming faster. That's right. I can go to sleep now. That's but now, right. I was out last night. It was 7 p.m. I was like, my Oh my God, there's so many children out. They should be at home sleeping. It's it's gotta be midnight. And I was like, no, it's seven. And I was like, oh yeah. It's the darkest night. Why are these children on the street? I came home last night. It was like 92 degrees and it was 10 o'clock. Yes. And I was just like, this, this isn't okay. Like I understand the other people complaining about it's dark too early. I can't have it be dark early and boiling hot. That yeah. feels very end of days. Jimmy. It does feel mm-hmm. end of days. It was so hot last night. What the fuck, Earth? <laughs> <laughs> Earthquake I'd like weather. To speak to the Earth's manager, please. <laughs> this is good material. This is it. Now, this, you take that straight to the stage. I love to call any change in weather earthquake weather just to freak everyone out a little bit. <laughs> Georgia. I know, because I'm from California. So I'm from California. So I'm like, oh, this is, trust me, this is earthquake weather. When really it's like, that's not a thing. <laughs> that's it. Everyone at brunch starts screaming. (laughs) Just go crazy. (laughs) No. All right. Should we talk about anything else before we get into the story? Ooh. Is there anything you want to mention? I do want to, can I plug, can I shamelessly plug something? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So I worked on this sitcom called Grand Crew. It's coming out on NBC. A little sneak peek is on December 14th. And then I think we premiered January 4th. I really should have looked that up beforehand. (laughs) But it's on NBC. And it's a bunch of really funny people. And I'm like, genuinely really proud of it. And I think it's funny. And I think people will like it. Love it. Nice. Can you give us a like overview of what it's about? I think it's like friends meets living single meets cheers. It's a a set of friends who are figuring out love, friendship, work, and uh, it's all set in a wine bar. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it's fun. It's really fun. It's silly. Grand crew. Grand crew. And what's it on again? NBC. Yes. <laughs> the Peacock. I love it. And yeah. of course, really quickly, we have to, pl- like, you're a fucking legit podcaster, of course. Yes. So yes. Why won't you yes. date me and best yes. friends with Nicole Byer? Yes. And 90 Day Bay, which is on Patreon, where me and my friend Marcy Jaro, <laughs> we break down every iteration of 90 Day Fiance. They've created a universe. It is like Marvel at this point. There's like 18 fucking franchises. <laughs> yes. It's wild. And my friend forced me to watch one episode of one of, I, it was a specialty episode, but it had one of the two women twins who are Darcy blonde. Darcy and, and Stacey. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It was when Darcy went to England to meet her. her <laughs> oh, and it was, I was in the second it started. I was, I normally don't watch reality shows. Uh, and I was just like, holy shit, who is this woman? What is she doing? incredible. My favorite thing is she'll be like, so nobody got me an engagement ring. I'm not a needy woman. Um, I don't need to be married, but I do want a white wedding. I am not a needy woman. And then she's smoking a cigarette and crying. I just, I love them so much. On their show, they go to Turkey to have plastic surgery and... Right before they go, Darcy's like, we're changing on the inside. 
so we'll show on the outside. And I was like, that's literally not what you're doing. You're flying to change your outsides so you feel better inside. But that's, I don't know if that's ever going to happen. They're iconic. I love them. Their eyelashes are too big. They're like little trolls. I'm. They're iconic. I love them. Do you think that the answer is plastic surgery in Turkey? I mean, could they have really stumbled on something here? I mean, is that a thing? Yeah, people go to Turkey for plastic surgery. People go overseas for plastic surgery because it's cheaper there. Yeah. So like people who want, say like maybe a lap band or gastric bypass where like their insurance here won't cover it, will fly down to Tijuana, have it done for like three grand, fly back up here, do whatever. Or people go to Turkey and have shit done because everything's cheaper overseas. Yeah. Yes, true. It's wild. It's expensive yeah. here. We bamboozle people. This is the yeah. best? What is this? This is not the best. It's not good. It's a crazy scam. Yeah. So right. Oh, my God. So you have three podcasts. Oh, and then a fourth one that's like a little bit on a hiatus. Uh, that one's called Newcomers with Lauren Lapkus. The first yeah. season we did Star Wars. We had never seen Star Wars, but now I've seen it. And hot take, the last quills, the last three, they're the best. <laughs> Okay. Of the series? The original three, not great. The mm. prequels, get out of here. What is it? <laughs> um, and then we did Lord of the Rings. Here's a hot take. Trash. And then we did <laughs> oh, uh, Medea. We did the the real MCU, the Medea Cinematic Universe. We watched a lot of Tyler Perry. Wow. Hot take, genius. Uh, <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> For a while, my friend Scott and I used to go on like first early morning show on opening day of whatever Medea movie mm-hmm. had just come out. And it was truly hilarious because there were times when we would just turn and look at each other and be like, are we, this is happening, right? Is this happening in this <laughs> yes. theater right now? Yes. Amazing. Oh God. I think it's Medea goes to jail. Also, Magia, she barely went to jail in the movie. Spoiler. But there's a scene with Dr. Phil that is so fucking funny that I rewound it three times and laughed each time because I found something new. It's, I love Tyler Perry. Magia is so funny. It's so funny and insane and like oh, fully insane. Wild. There are times where I just watch and all of a sudden it's almost like the the set rotates and you can see behind the scenes of like what is he thinking? Mm-hmm. What was this plan? Mm-hmm. What are they doing? Like what did this <laughs> yes. table read look like? There was no table read. The, the first draft send it to the presses. It gets printed out. Maybe the actors don't get all the pages. Tyler doesn't care. We're shooting no. it and we're making a ton of money. You have to watch the Oval. The Oval is one of the best shows. I've ever seen in the pilot. There's a kidnapping. There's a cult. There's an ex uh, drug addict. There's uh, the president's having an affair with the twin sister of the woman who's in the cult. Uh, it's incredible. There's an attempted uh, like. Uh, there's just so much. So much is happening, and it's wonderful. Every episode, I go, what? Why? There's one scene where there's a light, like a whole light rig in, like in back of the actor. They flip on the other actor, flip back, and it's gone. And I was like, that's the only take they had to use in the edit. And there's no way to like green screen. You'd think no. in 2021, you can get some digital fix there. Yeah. No, he, they did 22 episodes of this show. Each season, they've done 22 episodes. And you're like, wow. you've run out of ideas, Tyler. But no, no, no. You're going to mm. have someone strangle someone on a plane. It's yeah. great. <laughs> I love it. 
Oh man. So wait, that is the podcast that's on a on a yes. pause right now. Yes. Newcomers? Is Newcomers. That it's me and Lauren Lapkus. Yeah, who's truly incredible. She's so fun and funny. She yeah. is. And she just had a baby. She just had the cutest little fucker. I love that baby. <laughs> I haven't met her yet, but I cannot wait. I just love a squishy baby. Yeah. I don't want one of my own because like you have to wake up and feed them and stuff. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then if you don't, like it's bad. <laughs> You get in trouble. <laughs> yeah, people come for you, you know? <laughs> and you can't just, you know, I don't know. I just, I can't, uh, you got to strap it to you sometimes. I, no, not you're, peaching, you're peaching to the choir? No, you're preaching to the I'm choir. Peaching here. to that choir. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so many peaches. Oh, <laughs> millions. There's something about the sound of an old-timey cash register that really takes me back. I know. It sounds like someone is about to hand me an ice cream cone, but it also sounds like we just sold some merch. That's right. And if you're a Shopify user like us, you know that this sound means you just made a sale. Shopify has helped millions of businesses sell their products online, but did you know they also offer the same support for brick and mortar stores? From accepting payments to managing inventory, they have everything you need to sell in person. So give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS tracks sales across all your locations. That way you'll always know what you have in stock and where. They also provide reliable tech that fits your unique retail needs, like turning a tablet into a credit card reader. And if you're looking to reach new customers, check out Shopify's marketing tools. They're easy to use and they integrate with all social media platforms. With Shopify, we have a powerful partner for managing our sales. And if you're a business owner, you can too. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period today at shopify.com slash murder. And here's the important note, that promo code is all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash murder and take your retail business to the next level. That's shopify.com slash murder. Again, don't forget the code is all lowercase. Goodbye. Georgia, have you ever been blown away by the most simple dish at a restaurant? Like perfectly scrambled eggs? Oh my God, yes, Karen. And then all I want to do is make that dish at home and eat it every day. Well, you probably could as long as you have the chef's secret ingredient, Made In Cookware. Made In was created to bring restaurant quality performance kitchenware to home chefs around the world. For years, they've built their business by supplying restaurants and top chefs with high-end cookware. Some of Tom Colicchio's most treasured dishes at his restaurant craft are made in Made In. Whether you're cooking for professional critics or just the critics you live with, your meals will benefit from the quality of Made In products. Like their carbon steel cookware, it combines the best of both cast iron and stainless steel clad, so it's rugged enough for grills or an open flame. It's the MVP of summer cookouts and cook-ins. What I really love about made-in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a Memorial Day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill if you need to throw, say, a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom. It's strong enough, durable enough to do that. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made in, made in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May 18th through May 27th when you visit madeincookware.com. That's M-A-D-E-I-N cookware.com. Goodbye. If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, and June's Journey has that and more. 
June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman, on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens, and don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the detective club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out, you never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Goodbye. Okay, should we talk about true crime for a second? Or... I should actually say, should we talk about a hometown? Mm-hmm. Because um, we really do invite people to tell any kind of true story that they want to tell that applies. Do you like true crime, Nicole? I like true crime to an extent. Uh, sometimes it gets a little too just sad. Like I I watched this, um, I guess it was a documentary on just, you know, killers or whatever. And there was a man called the Toy Box Killer. Oh, oh yeah. Have you heard worst. of him? Yeah, we yeah. won't do. We will never cover him. It's he, terrible. It's really it's so fucking awful. grim. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh, the lady who escaped, who then like knocked on a neighbor's door. And then just these like horrors were revealed. Yes. And it's just nuts. But then you have a man who dressed up like a clown who killed kids. And I was like, I mean, pretty <laughs> Pretty genius. That's how you get to the kids. Ha, 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 conk. Come on, follow me. I mean, if that's what you want to do, that's pretty smart. Yeah, well, that's a sociopath is you, like, make everyone think you're cool and normal. Mm-hmm. And that's how you fucking bring them in, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's oh, And then, so I have a trainer. His name is Ben. He lives in England. I don't know why that's important. But he was like, <laughs> are you getting your steps in? I was like, no, I hate being outside. I walk my dog. That's about it. Uh, and then he was like, come on, go on a hike. And I was like, no, people get murdered on hikes. And he's like, no, they don't. And then he like started tapping. He's like, oh yeah, someone got cut up in Griffith Park a couple years ago. And I was like, and you want me to go hiking? No, I don't <laughs> no. want it. No, I won't go hiking. Fuck that. No, I don't want Like it. you pass someone and they could just push you off a fucking cliff. Imagine. I'd be so mad. I'd be so mad. <laughs> so mad. Just I think the people who are the bravest are the people who go hiking or go out to exercise while they listen to true crime podcasts. Oh. We hear about those ones all the time insane. where it's like you are really testing your sympathetic nervous system. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, maybe it's a dare. It's like, I'm already listening to a crime. I dare you to crime me. Right. Yes, you you cannot. Or it'd be too much of a coincidence. Like, it's almost like it cancels out one thing, the other Mm -hmm. thing, because how ironic would it be? Yeah. You know, if you got killed while listening to a true crime podcast. Yeah. Okay, so anyway. (laughs) Wait, what? Uh Where were we? Uh No, Uh we just derailed ourselves entirely. (laughs) Well, do you want to tell us, tell us a story? Yeah. Okay, so I have like two ghost stories that are true. Mm, One of which happened last night. (laughs) What? And I don't even know. Okay, so a friend of mine, we were, it was this year, we were at dinner and this little girl came up to us And she mumbled something, and all we heard was donation. And she was holding—I think she was trying to sell, like, a box of candy. And so she looked at me and was like, she wants a donation. And I said, okay. So I gave her $5, and she was like, do you want candy? And I was like, no, I'm okay. 
And then she like also like hit her head <laughs> like the wooden post a couple times. What? And we were like, oh my God, okay. And then she just kind of stood there for a second. And then she turned and went to another table and nobody acknowledged her at that table. Nobody acknowledged her the whole time. We were the only people who interacted with her. And then there was like a partition of bushes between where we were sitting outside and then the next section outside. And she walked into the bush and then gave up and just like, just took a break. And we were like, does she think she can like float through it? We were like convinced <laughs> that this was a ghost because nobody acknowledged her. Nobody oh. on the other side acknowledged this little girl just like resting on a bush. And then she finally got oh. through and then she faded away into the night. We have no idea where she went. She had no adult with her. She was a ghost. Yeah. So, okay, maybe people will listen to that and be like, that was not a ghost. I support but it. But here's a real ghost I, It's story. a ghost. Um, okay, can I just say, I need it to be a ghost. Yeah. Because if that was a real was. child, I'm so upset right now. Right? That's a horrifying story. If yeah. It's, it was real. It was wild. We didn't know why she was banging her head. <laughs> that was like, <sighs> oh, no. But truly, there were so many people at this restaurant. Not one person looked at her in any way. And oh, I've seen so kids crazy. sell candy because I lived in New York for so long. And usually people acknowledge these children. Yes. But like nobody, not one person looked her way. And Sashir and I were like, is this a ghost? Is this a ghost lady? And we were like, oh, maybe she was resting on the bushes because she thought she could pass through them. <laughs> but she, she's like a new ghost. Oh. And she couldn't. She was like, oh, no, not again. I'm supposed to be able to pass through objects. I don't know how to do this. Those two nice ladies over there who gave me $5 who are the only ones who can, who can see me. Are gonna, I'm so embarrassed. I'm so, so I'm just going to sit here. But also, can I say, so as Vince will give money to those kids every single time. So we have a lot of bad chocolate in the house. Mm -hmm. So I love that you did it. But didn't take any chocolate. Well, I was like, I don't know what kind of candy's in there, and I can't be bothered <laughs> to figure it out. But maybe she would have opened it up, and it would have been a box of nothing because she was a ghost, and there was no candy. Ghost candy. <laughs> ghost candy. Ghost candy. Or the candy. Yeah, you eat it, and then you slowly start to disappear. Mm -hmm. What? I'm like, I oh, paid no. $5 for this. <laughs> now I'm a ghost. <laughs> no. Um, and then my second story, the real story that I was going to tell you, that just happened, and I was like, well, I should talk about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was on a tour with some improvisers. And I think we were in Wisconsin, but we were at this old weird hotel. And I can't remember what the hotel was before it was a hotel, but it was like repurposed to be a Best Western. And the rooms were big and weird shaped. And one of the improvisers slept in the bathtub because he was like, the room's giving me a weird vibe. Uh -huh. um, but I didn't know that till the next day. And I slept in the bed because I'm, you know, a human who's like, whatever. And <laughs> I like turned on my side to go to sleep and I felt someone sit on the bed. And mm -hmm. I was like, huh, this is it. I'm going to turn around and there's going to be somebody there. And I turned around and there was nobody there. And I was like, huh, okay, maybe that was in my head. So I rolled over again same thing happened. And I was like, I'm going to turn around. So I turned around. Nobody's there. Again, I was like, I have to go to sleep. I like sleeping on my side. Turn around. Same thing happens a third time. So I just said out loud, I was like, if you're not my mom, please leave. Oh. And then it didn't happen again. <gasps> oh. The sitting on the bed thing is. Yes. Because it happened to you too, Karen. And it's such a. In my true ghost story, that's exactly the same thing. My back was to the room mm -hmm. and I felt the pressure go down. Yes. And only in mine, arms went around my waist also. And it, oh, me. it was no. very upsetting. <laughs> but I wonder if that is a thing where, this is goofy as hell, but maybe it's the one way they can manipulate 
like the world around them. Like I'm getting that from fucking ghosts, mm-hmm. by the way. <laughs> like, when he practices throwing the fucking uh-huh. can or whatever. But it's like maybe they can sitting on a bed is like the beginner's practice way of like actually breaking back through to communicate or something. Maybe. It just was- a theory. Weird as fuck. And I can't remember who it was, but they were like, oh, yeah, you just have to ask ghosts to leave. Oh, it was my friend Marcy because I saw a ghost in my my old apartment. There was a man in a white T-shirt in the living room when I was walking to the bathroom. And I was like, oh, no. What? And I was like, oh, no. He was just standing there. Like a ghostly, ghostly or like an actual, like it seemed like a... Apparition. So the white T-shirt was very visible. His pants were very visible. His arms were crossed, but I couldn't really make out a face. And I was like, I can't do this. So I like went into the bathroom and I was like, am I going to die today? And then I like peeked my head back out and he wasn't there. But there was no, no, like, like no door closing, no windows closing, nothing. And then another time, my roommate at the time, John Milheiser, we were being very funny and we heard clapping. <laughs> but it was like in the apartment. It was not outside the apartment. It was just clapping. And then a lot of times our cabinets were just open. What? So, yeah. Ooh, yeah. That's the definition yeah. of a haunting is I think cabinets being open. Mm-hmm. Totally. Like everyone knows that that's... <laughs> You poltergeist style. But I love that you like, inter- well, you entertained a ghost. Congratulations. Thank you. Now that's funny. John Milhouse is really funny. So, so funny. I believe that that truly happened. Yeah. Ghost applause. It, yeah, Could it you- was loud too. It was truly, it was so loud. And we were like, what was that? And then I was like, John, oh my God, were we so funny? Did the ghosts like us? <laughs> wow. Amazing. Amazing. Wow. Before this happened to you, did you believe in ghosts? Was that a thing that, like, if you heard a story, you'd be like, absolutely or no way? I would be like, "Mm, I don't know. I think it's like a coincidence. But now I think I believe in ghosts, but also I don't. You ever hear the theory that, like, you know, people are like, this place is haunted, but it's like certain people, it's actually certain people who have the ability to sense that otherworldliness. So like, you know what I mean? Like it follows you or like mm-hmm. you're the only one in that room, even though the ghost is there, that could sense it. Or your friend sleeping in the fucking tub too. <laughs> <laughs> I think you get like vibes from a room and it's like whether you believe the vibes or not. Mm-hmm. Do you know? I just want to know what that hotel was before mm-hmm. that it got made into something because we've definitely stayed at hotels like that where you're just like, this room is too wide and tall. It was mm-hmm. not a... They would have split this up like in two, two to three ways yeah. any other time. So clearly this was something else before. And then what if it was, you know, like, you know, a headquarters for a cult or <laughs> oh, boy. a place where they just murdered school children. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no. Those are no. two of the worst possible cases. <laughs> To then turn into a hotel. Why yeah. did you do that? Yeah. Burn it to the ground, yeah, people. Get rid of it. Start over. Mm. So greedy. <laughs> uh, well, ghost stories are our favorite, and those gave me fucking chills, especially the guy in the white shirt. I have a suggestion. I think you need a, a ghost story podcast. Round it out to a nice half dozen. Oh, boy. And start oh, doing a ghost boy. podcast. Nicole. Okay. All right. Let's see if I... Yes, I'll do it. I will do it. Do Who it. Who needs a personal life? I'll just keep talking. <laughs> oh, my 
God, I love it. Well, that was amazing. Yeah. Let's plug everything again. Nicole Byer, Big Beautiful Weirdo. Yes. Netflix, December 7th. All the yes. podcasts. Just put in Nicole Byer on in like your podcast app and I think you'll just get a cavalry. She hosts. Yeah. You'll get so She many. guests. She does it yeah. all. And of course, yes. nailed it. Nailed it on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wipeout on TBS. Grand Crew will come to NBC December 14th. And then again, Grand Crew. After the Olympics or maybe during the Olympics. I don't really know. Uh, but January 4th, I believe. But double check Grand Crew. Because, you know, she's never right. <laughs> and you wrote a book because you didn't have enough shit. I did. Yeah, that's I right. I did write a book. It's called Very Fat, Very Brave The Fat Girl's Guide to Being Brave and Not a Melancholy Down the Dumps Weeping Fat Girl in a Bikini. <laughs> It is the longest title in the world, but it makes me laugh every time I say it. It's amazing. (laughs) And to be fair, it is mostly a picture book. It's like a picture book slash self-help book. Love it. Nice. Yes. I want to read that. We all need self-help. It's fun. And uh, it's a quick read. You'll read it in like an hour and a half, and then you'll be like, "Mm, I think my life was enriched. (laughs) (laughs) And you can be proud knowing the title of that book is In the Library of Congress. In full. Every word of it. Under your name. That's right. I love that. Oh, I love that. If you want to see her amazing life, follow her on Instagram at Nicole Byer and Twitter at Nicole Byer. Yes. Yes. We got so happy when we knew you were doing this. So thank you so much. Yes, thank you. So I was much. so happy to do it. Thank you so much for having yeah, me. You're because the greatest. You are. You two are the greatest. <laughs> I don't even remember how you said it, Karen. Impu- Impute. My imperial waist. No, no. It- oh, no, no Karen, imperial? let us have it. No. Okay, <laughs> fine. That's fine. I'm probably wrong. It doesn't really matter. Thanks, Nicole. Thanks, Nicole. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Elvis, do you want a cookie? This has been an Exactly Right production. Our producer is Hannah Kyle Crichton. Our associate producer is Alejandra Keck. Engineered and mixed by Andrew Epen. Send us your hometowns at myfavoritemurder at gmail.com. Follow the show on Instagram and Facebook at myfavoritemurder and Twitter at myfavemurder. For more information about the podcast, live shows, merch, or to join the fan cult, go to myfavoritemurder.com. And please rate, review, and subscribe. <laughs>